Changemakers, welcome back to the Engage for Good podcast. I'm your host, Allie Murphy. Corporations donate billions of dollars to nonprofits each year with the intention of affecting true change and increasing sales, market share, and positive brand sentiment. When companies donate, is a larger donation and thus more money better? You would think so, but not necessarily, which I find fascinating. Harvard Business School's Elizabeth Keenan, Leslie John, and Ann Wilson conducted a series of studies in 2020 and 2021 on this very issue. Their findings offer new insights for companies trying to win the hearts of socially conscious consumers and for nonprofits that build campaigns with their corporate partners. In today's episode, I'm joined by Elizabeth Keenan, Assistant Professor of Business Administration in the Marketing Unit at HBS, to talk about this research their findings, and her advice for corporate and nonprofit leaders. Elizabeth has both academic and nonprofit experience, and before her doctoral studies and time at Harvard, she spent 10 years in nonprofit management at the Aquarium of the Pacific. In today's episode, we'll explore the series of five studies and why the results matter for CSR and social impact professionals, why consumers care more about how companies donate than how much how consumers determine a company's generosity, how companies that donate a higher absolute amount but a low percentage of profits can still be seen as generous, Elizabeth's advice for nonprofit and corporate leaders, and what Elizabeth found surprising about their findings. And with that, let's dive in. Hey, Liz, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me here. Would you start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Harvard Business School? Sure. I'm a marketing professor at Harvard Business School, and my ongoing research examines pro-social consumer behavior, much of which looks like at ways to increase donor engagement with charities. Um, over time, however, I've become increasingly fascinated by how companies will use their pro-social orientations to engage with consumers. This led me to create recently a new course called Purpose Driven Marketing. So I also teach into conducting research. And in this, what we do is examine companies that are trying to leverage purpose driven marketing, such as corporate social responsibility initiatives, cause marketing campaigns, and other things Mm -hmm. like that to better connect with their target stakeholders. Uh, So that was just this last spring, and it was a fun course to teach. It sounds like a fun course to take, too. Okay, so pro social. I think I know what it means, but it's I think it's a term that's a little bit more academic than what our listeners are familiar with. So what does that mean in your own words? Yeah, fair question. So pro-social, in my own words, what I think about when I think of a pro-social action, it's something that somebody does that's not as selfish as selfishly motivated as it is other motivated. So we're helping others beyond ourselves. That could be things like giving to charity or things along the lines of choosing environmentally friendly options, because that's mm-hmm. not just necessarily benefiting the self, but it's going to benefit others as well. So that's what I mean by personal. And it can have both pieces. There can have be some selfish component, for lack of a better term, but it is more other oriented and more helpful towards the other. Correct. Like often it does okay. both, but yes. Okay. So you did a fascinating series of, I believe it was five studies with your colleagues, Leslie John and Ann Wilson. Would you give us an overview of what you studied and why you see it as important in the CSR and social impact space? 
Oh, yes, absolutely. So I conducted this project with Anne and Leslie. And what we did was examine whether it's better for brands to try to maximize the overall dollars that they donate to charity or how much they give in relative terms, such as, for example, the proportion of profits. So each year, companies donate billions of dollars to charity. And Mm -hmm. while a lot of research has actually spent time exploring factors that would shape impressions of whether a brand is considered good or moral or even generous, one aspect of this cause sponsorship that's really not received very much attention is whether consumers care more about the absolute amount that a brand would donate to charity relative to what it's capable of giving. So that would be Mm -hmm. profits or instead the monetary impact that brands have on charitable efforts, which is really the actual number of dollars that they give to the charity. So if I'm going to put it in layman's terms, it would be, do consumers care more about large donations that are maybe a lower percentage of a company's overall revenue or profit versus the opposite? Correct. Correct. Okay. So it's, it's, and yeah. so it's, it's, so it's, it could be like a large donation, $300 million, Mm -hmm. Um, But that might reflect 1% of profits versus... Versus smaller and 3 or 5% of profits. Correct. Exactly. Okay. And what was your key finding? So what we found is that people seem to focus less on this total amount that a company would donate, so the $300 than whether it seems like it's a sizable portion of what the firm makes, what its earnings are. So consumers specifically will favor the brand that seems to be giving a larger cut of their profits. So the Mm -hmm. large percentage, even if the total dollar amount is lower compared to a brand that gives a smaller percentage, um, but the total amount going to charity is larger. Uh, And it also seems like this preference is really driven by the sense that the one that gives more relative to what it could give Mm -hmm. is more generous. Okay. So if a higher percentage of profits is deemed better or more generous, how are consumers determining this percentage of profits? Are they doing research like you did, obviously not as in-depth, or are they kind of just guessing? No, it's such a good question. So consumers' understanding of what brands donate really often comes from the brands themselves. Uh, and I'm sure that's many, a good point. Okay. You know, many listeners uh, can, and you and I even can think of instances in which you've heard or, or learned that a brand shared, you know, 1% of their profits or 1% of sales. Mm-hmm. Um, or like 1% for the planet. Correct. Exactly. 1% for the planet. And so we get this information from the brands themselves and the brands vary in terms of their use of the frame. So sometimes in their public communications, they're talking about it as a percentage of profits, or sometimes they may be just relating a total absolute amount that they gave. But there are even third parties that will publish reports that allow side-by-side comparisons of corporate giving. And it's not just side-by-side between brands, but even within a brand, they'll tell you, hey, they gave 1% of profits. This actually reflects this amount or vice versa. And you're able to get the information that way. Um, And then your question about guessing is a good one, because while we don't actually have data in our studies that speaks directly to this, um, it is possible that consumers will guess in some instances. Mm -hmm. For example, if you have an intuitive sense that a firm is large or very small, and then you learn that they donate 1% of their profits, your impression of their generosity will be influenced by the sense of how much you think they're sacrificing. Um, so you, you, you know, you think, I know that brand is, jar- is large and they're giving 1%. That seems like it could, it could be more, right? It doesn't seem right. as, as a tiny local 
gift store or grocery store mm-hmm. that might be giving a percentage. Um, and so I think people's intuitive sense of size matters, but that's not going to be across the board because I don't know if everybody always knows how big a company actually is in terms of profit. Right. That's a really good point. So how does a consumer's view of a company's generosity impact a consumer's spending choices? So what our studies actually suggest is that the brands that are perceived as more generous are also preferred more. So for example, in one of the studies, what we did is we presented our research participants with the option of selecting a gift card for one of two brands. And we indicated, we shared information about these brands and described them as either donating relatively more money, meaning a larger percentage, or absolutely more money a larger total donation amount to charity. And then our participants made a choice of, of which gift card they would like from which brand. And what they were, and were the gift cards the same value? So it's $25 were. and $25. Yeah, like 20, 20, exactly. Okay. And so our participants were more likely to select the gift card from the brand that donated relatively more money, even mm-hmm. though less money was actually going to charity. And this was because that they thought the brand that gave relatively more was also more generous. Um, and so while... This was actually kind of a contrived study in the lab. What was important about it is that we made it consequential for participants. So the gift card that they told us they wanted, they had a chance of actually receiving. And then we ran a lot okay. and we gave the gift card to the participants based on, on you know, which choice they made in the study. You may not have researched this, and so this may not be an applicable question, but I'm curious, do you have any data or inkling as to if the gift cards were different amounts? but you were still looking at the same companies, do you think things would have shifted? My sense is yes, it would have shifted because mm-hmm. then it changes the focus, their focus in this case, because what we did is we control, we, what we did in most of our studies is you try to control all other potential variables. Right. So you can narrow in on the one and see how that might tip the scales. Um, but in the case of changing the amount, you're changing then potentially two things, right? You're changing mm-hmm. information about how much they're giving, but you're also changing the value they're going to get if they choose that card. And often, of course, you know, this sort of selfish motivation to get more money could trump your right. value for the generosity. But it could be an interesting design to start to play around with the change in the value of that gift card because it might there might be a point at which that does tip and it may not be at 20 versus 20, it could be you can increase mm-hmm. one to 21, but the value of them donating relatively more for the one that only has $20 on that gift card could still win, maybe. That's a good point. It's, a it's great probably question. a full spectrum. Okay. So given your findings, what advice do you have for corporate leaders? So I would encourage corporate leaders to continue to give back to society, support causes that are meaningful to them, to their company. Uh, to their consumers and to society. But importantly, these organizations also need to consider how their generosity will be perceived. So Mm -hmm. what's clear is that companies shouldn't really cut their total philanthropic dollars because, of course, (laughs) consumers are looking toward brands that make a difference in the world. Um, But much of what drives consumer choice is really preferences or, or, excuse me, is perceptions. Okay. So whether we're talking about a product quality or brand generosity, it's really all comes down to perception. So if the perception is that the quality is higher or lower, or the perception is the generosity is higher or lower, regardless of the reality, those perceptions matter and they drive choice. Mm-hmm. That said, objectively, these factors like generosity and quality will also need to hold up against those perceptions over time. But really, the first impression consumers get 
often will help to drive choice regardless of reality. So if I were a really large company, I'm going to say a Walmart or an Amazon, this might be a really frustrating finding. Absolutely. Maybe I donate. I mean, I'm, I'm making things up. These are not actual facts. Maybe as one of these organizations, I donate a lot of money mm-hmm. that is a relatively low percentage of profits. Do you have any advice on how to still be generous or come across as generous, which is our intention, and we're still giving that money, right. even if it's a lower percentage? Right. It's such a good point. And I know this could be a frustrating finding, especially <laughs> things like that, truly. So I think focusing on places in which you can emphasize the generosity of the gift. So you can imagine, Mm -hmm. again, this is not something we study, but you can imagine what if the recipient, like the charity themselves, were to communicate what they received from that large organization and said, hey, you know, we received this much money from them. The focus then becomes less on the percentage relative to what the corporation can give, but more on what did the charity actually receive. So if you can shift attention to the impact of that generosity or the impact of that gift, that could help potentially shift and and tip the scales as far as perceptions of generosity. You can also think of just communicating these gifts in different ways, uh, you know, that increase the sense of sacrifice that was was that was made on behalf of the firm to to give these gifts. Um, but you know, it's a it's a good empirical question. I think more remains to be done as far as trying to get a sense of what better ways to communicate. Um, but at least we know there is this uh, this first impression. And so I'm guessing you would advise, and I would too, to not reduce the overall dollar amount that is being donated. But are there ways to maybe take a shorter time frame and give a higher percentage or proportion during that time frame? Oh, great question. So yeah. So in fact, we had a study in which we did manipulate the time frame of the donation. And so you mm. shorten the time frame and make what would be a relatively smaller amount seem relatively larger. So rather than giving, you know, 2.5% of profits over the year, maybe you give 100% of profits over a week. And it seems that that relatively larger amount, even though the amounts were very similar or comparable, could right. could could help. The problem with that type of framing is you don't want to incidentally encourage organizations to actually just let's not give for 51 weeks out of the year. We're going to give 100. Right. You know, and so that's a very good point. And so that's one of the concerns with having found that is, is I don't want to, you know, um, lead, lead folks down that path. And I don't think anybody would go down that path. I think there's a lot of organizations headed in the direction of not just doing, um, well by making more money, but doing good things in the world and, and really actually being quite generous in so many different ways. So. But yes, I, mean, I think a lot more companies nowadays, to your point, are doing far less of these transactional campaigns that are a stand up once a year. But they're doing long term, multifaceted transformational campaigns with one or maybe a variety of nonprofit partners. So it's how do we take all of these different pieces and make them work? Totally. And, you know, and it's a it's a good point because really it seems that this kind of corporate gifting or giving really is just table stakes these days. So the question isn't whether or not you're giving, but how well you're giving. So is your giving impactful? Is it authentic? Is it meaningful? Consumers are increasingly purchasing from brands that, you know, are brands purchasing based on belief and values. Mm -hmm. And corporate giving is just one part of this big picture of how much an organization really stands for something good. So that's the corporate side. We also have a bunch of nonprofit listeners. So what advice would you give for nonprofit leaders that may be working with corporations on developing some of these initiatives? Yes. So when doing that, if they're partnering and they're they're working on these communications together, 
if you're in the nonprofit side and this is some information that you know that the framing of your information or the framing of the gift could actually have an influence on the brand's consumers, mm-hmm. I think just, you know, imparting this knowledge and sharing this information, one, at, at its baseline is helpful. The other thing to consider, similar to what I had been hinting at earlier, is that while the brand can actually share what they gave, it could also be valuable for the nonprofit to share what they right. received. Because these re- these relationships between nonprofits and and brands or or corporate firms, they're very synergistic. And when we think about corporate donations, the health of a nonprofit is in some ways inextricably linked, right? To the health of a brand. So you want the brand to do well. You want the brand to be making money and 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 increasing sales and things of that right. sort. Because the chance of receiving more money through donations grows as as profits grow. So this, you know, it's a it's a very synergistic relationship between the two. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you mentioned table stakes a little bit already. What do you think is on the horizon in our, not exactly new, but I'm going to call it new era of stakeholder capitalism and rising consumer expectations? Really, I'm going to actually end up repeating what I said. <laughs> I apologize. No, that's fine. We are just, uh, we are reinstilling. We are reinstilling. So yes, yeah, so it's it, like you said, it is table stakes these days. And so it's not just being able to communicate, hey, I, I made, we made a donation. Aren't we wonderful? There has mm-hmm. to be something more behind it. It's, it's not just that you've given, you know, donations to organizations, but you are actually instilling this goodwill within your organization as far as what products you're offering, uh, you know, how you're treating your employees, what other initiatives you're taking on that are making a difference that go beyond just handing a check over. And what you're doing is you're communicating that this isn't just, you know, we're doing this one good deed because we know we should, but we believe in this. We care about this. This is part of who we are. And it, you know, it becomes part of the DNA of the, of the, of the firm such that Mm -hmm. consumer looks at them and they think, Hey, you know, should I buy this product? Oh, that's a good company. You know, holistically, it feels like it's like a Patagonia or an REI or a couple others that come to mind. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. And this is something that consumers are increasingly looking at and they pay attention to and they do care about. And soon enough, dollars will start to follow those those values. Mm -hmm. Was there anything about your findings that surprised you? You know, so I came at this thinking. So when I would communicate it to some folks, what I was working on, they said, well, well, of course, the brand that seems to give relative, that's everybody's impression. But because I study charity and charitable giving, and I think a lot about the impact of gifts and how much difference they make in the world, if we are all motivated by these pro-social orientations in the world, mm-hmm. isn't it that, why do we want brands to give money to charity? We want to give, we want brands to give money to charity because they want, we want them to do good in the world. Well, what will do good in the world? Money. <laughs> Right. And so you think yep. if you ultimately care about good in the world, then you care about how much is going to charity. And that's where the where I was surprised. And it may not mm-hmm. be that others were, but I was because I thought, well, wait a minute, don't we care about how charity is doing and what charity right. is doing, the impact of that? So the more money they get. So it should be that the more generous uh gift is the one that actually is maximally more. But it's not what we found. It was it was all about the relative sacrifice of what you could have given, right. could have given more. And you imagine you see this you see this in individual giving and donations. You think about some wealthy donor, and you say, "Oh, you could have given more. You have so much money." Right. Um, but but the amount that's going to charity really is is what's making the impact out there in the world and and making the change. 
Yeah. So I think the the amount of funds is always important. Like, yes, a nonprofit that receives more funds is going to be able to do more with that. What we're really talking about here is what is the perceived or the perception of the brand in this case. Correct. When they make that. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation. Where can people learn more about you and your work? I would say the best place to find more information about me and my work would be on my Harvard Business School faculty page, which is online. Uh, There I've got my research, cases I've written, and other resources about my work on that page. Uh, In addition, people are more than welcome to email me because I always love to hear from folks who are interested in these areas and possibly have any uh, thoughts about other types of research that could be interesting and both helpful, uh, not only just interesting, but helpful uh, and applicable in, in, in the real world. Well, I will include a note to that or a link to that, not a note, a link to that in the show notes, which you can find at engageforgood.com. And that is actually how I found Liz. I found the study. I was interested. And then I went on to the faculty page and I found her email and I sent her a message. And here we are. So Liz, thanks for responding to that email. And thanks for joining me on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. This is great. The Engage for Good podcast is produced in partnership with True Story FM, engineering by Pete Wright. Music this week is by Paper Planes and Rex Banner. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, we hope you'll consider doing just that for our show. But the best thing you can do to support Engage for Good is simply to share the show with a friend or colleague. Thank you for listening.